Okay, so what we're going to do tonight um, is partially uh, go through the halachas without looking at the looking at the actual dollar minimum. And then we're going to look at the actual dollar minimum as well. So if you thought it was just show and tell, it's not just show and tell. There's actually we're going to learn something along the way besides the show and tell. Okay, um, so when we discuss, let's start with Esrig. Uh, actually, personally, I think the most challenging one of the dollar minimum to actually find what you want is the lulav. I think that's more challenging than the asterisk. Um, uh, the potential problems with the lulav are more challenging, but in regards to the halachas, the halachas of the asterisk are, are, are more, and therefore we'll start with the halachas of the asterisk. Uh, so there are basically, Mina uh, Rice, so the midst of, of asterisk is only the first day of Sukkot. Chazal uh, Masakan that we take asterisk called Shiva, Zechel and Mikdash. Mashiach will come. We still have a little bit of time before Yom Tov. We'll go to Yerushalayim Merkodesh. In the Beis Hamikdash, Midaraisa calls Zion. According to the Rambam, all of Yerushalayim, whatever which has kedushas Yerushalayim, the wherever whatever the, those those parameters are, whether they're the old city or whatever, whoever you're going to find that, we'll, we'll find out when Mashiach comes exactly what that means. So that's called Zion according to the Rambam. It's loved after the Beis Hamikdash is the whole all of Yerushalayim. Um, so somebody comes along and says, you know, th- this year, Sukkot doesn't fall out, the, the first day of Sukkot is the Shabbos, so we're not going to take the Lulav the first day, so it's only the Rabbanon. So if it's before Sukkot, the answer to that is, you know, you're lacking in your moon and Mashiach, because Mashiach might come, and we're going to need this Esarik to be kosher all seven days, the Raisa, because your message we're going to be in the base of Mikdash. So hopefully these Elochas, we, we can't just rely on some of the certain Kulas when it's at the Rabbanon. Hopefully that will not be in the gay and we'll be able to be Mekayim at the Derisa level, all Zion. Okay, now now the second question which we're going to try and talk about as we go along is what is the status of Yom Tosheni? So Yom Tosheni is somewhere in the middle. It's not because that of the din of taking it called Zion, even though it's a search only has one day Yom Tov, still takes Lulav and Esrig for, for, for six more days because the Chazar Masak and Zechel Mikdash, seven, seven days. But Yom Tosheni we're keeping for a different reason, which is the, the reason of because that that it's it's a suffix of Yamrishan. Well, if it's Yamrishan, we have to deal with it with the Chumras of Yamrishan, different than called Zion. So what Allahs were did Chazal take that apply all seven days, Mirabon and they apply all seven days. What Allahs do they say, you know, it doesn't apply all all, all all seven days. It only applies on the days which are the Raisa, which is the first day, and maybe the second day, and we'll talk about that. So if we look at the halachas of of Esri, so there are, are they can be divided basically into three areas of what we're going to talk about, the probably a fourth area as well. So there are certain halachas which come, it has to be the right men, it has to be an Esri. You can't use something which is a Merkab that's questioning whether that's a valid Esri or not. An Esri which has something else grafted into it to help it look, grow better. Esri trees are notoriously weak trees. They don't grow well, etc. You graft in other types of trees, it'll strengthen the tree. It'll make the fruit nicer, etc. So that's the question, is it the true mean? Is this the correct mean? Is this really an Esri? That applies all seven days. Meter ice on the first day and meter abundant all seven days. That's going to apply. The second area of halacha is something known as hadar. Now, the Pasuk says what's called pre-8's hadar. Now, pre-8's hadar, there's a, the Torah describes that the fruit has to have a certain amount of beauty to it. There's something called the mahudar, which is the that the, the that came to value. It's supposed to be a beautiful esri. But there are certain things which Chazal felt without, understood without that. It's not really the hadar the Torah is describing. That's absul. That's absul deraisa. And that applies, mitaraisa on the first day. Mitarabana applies all seven days. 
The third area is what's called from the word it has to be it has to be a full taking it has to be a full item it has to be complete so that 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 Chazal only did not leave, make any takana about, which means Minaraisa that applies on the first day. It applies in the Beis Mikdash all seven days. According to Rambam, it applies in all of Yushalayim, the, the, the true Kedusha Yushalayim, for all seven days. But in Medina, outside of, outside of the Beis Mikdash, outside of Yushalayim, in, in Chutzlar, it's there's no din of, of, of Lekichatama on all, for the, beyond the first day. So it means theoretically, if we're going to discuss a question of something which is chaser, it's missing part of the esrig. That's only psul on the first day, because that's a problem of lekichatam. It's not a complete esrig. So halachically, that's kosher in chutzlar. It's for uh, beyond the first day. We'll talk about the second day of Yom Tov separately. We'll get that. Get, we'll get to that. So theoretically, if a person says, "I have an esrig," you know, which there's a little bit missing. So I said, "Well, you know, according to the opinion, the second day Yom Tov is not an issue." So the first day we're not we're not using it and and is kosher, so that's where you get the question of well what about Mashiach's going to come and then we have to then we're gonna, you're going to need an esrog which is not a chaser in the base of Mikdash in Yerushalayim you're going to need an esrog which is not a chaser so as a we have a mood of Mashiach so we're going to try and avoid an esrog which is a chaser at least right now we're buying it if Mashiach doesn't come and it's cholamoyd you come to me with an esrog which is a chaser I'll tell you the esrog is kosher okay. So, so we discussed the min, we discussed hudder, and we discussed lekichatam. Now we're going to go talk about each one of those sections, what 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 they are, what applies unto it, etc. Okay. Now, um, what about second day yomtiv? So we have this psul of chaser, and does it apply the second day yomtiv? So logically, it should, because we take we take. Um, the, se- the, the, the lulav, the asterisk, the dalad minim, we take it on the second of Yom Tov as a, as a suffering, maybe it's the first day of Yom Tov. And, we, and the first day of Yom Tov, the kichotama chaser applies. Midaraisa. So this is a suffix and a deraisa. So you, I, obviously you have to be machmer. Well, what exactly is the status of Yom Tov Shedi nowadays? The Yom Tov Shedi, the Gemara says, nowadays we, we're, we're, we, we have an established calendar. We don't really have a suffix. It's not a sake of the arm anymore. So really, theoretically, we should not keep two days. We should only keep one day yomt. The Mark says, no, minig of that we need to keep the minig. Since once upon a time when they were Makadish, based on the, the, the calendar, they had a real suffix, and they had to keep two days misafik. So we need to continue to give two, keep two days misafik. Chas v'shalom, that there might be a, come a time where the calendar is going to be forgotten, and we're going to have to be, have a suffix. We're going to need to know what to do. So therefore, chazal masakin, that we need to keep the minigabu seinu biyadeinu. So it's a takana de rabbanon to keep the minigabu seinu biyadeinu. Okay, good. Now, if you were living in Bavel and you had an esrog, and the esrog was a chaser, and it's the second day, it, it, it's, you know, and it's in the time before they were, the, the calendar was set. And you have this esrog and it's chaser, and you go to the rav, and the rav says, I'm sorry, you know, listen, we don't know exactly which day is the first day. And a chaser is possible on the first day, right? So uh, th- we don't know if the first day is this day or that day. So you can't use your esrog. You want to be mekayim the mitzvah, suffik the raisa, suffik the raisa l'chomer. You have to be careful, right? That's what we should theoretically argue. So if minigav senabiyadenu says, well, that's what they did, so we should be doing the same as well. Okay. Um, so 
th th therefore, the, there's a good argument to say that whatever psul applies on Yom Tov Rishon applies in Chutz Laaretz on Yom Tov Sheni. So in Eretz Yisrael, when there's only one day Yom Tov, so Chaser is only relevant for the first day of Yom Tov. All the you can use a Chaser, not a problem. In Chutz Laaretz, you can use a chaser. The first day, obviously, you can't use a chaser. This year, the first day of Shabbos, they're not taking a lulav and an esrog anyway. What's in the gay? It's the gay. The second day, the second day, the car. You shouldn't be able to use it. That should be the that should be the argument, which we which would make seem to make sense. Okay. However, the the Shulchan Aruch comes along and says that that's not exactly true. So he says we have to understand something. Um, this minig of a sanibiyadena which we're doing seems to be a very strange din. It's a sveik of the yom. So let's let's look let's look at, let's look at Shavuos, for example, or the last day the last day of of um, of, of Sukkot or the last day of Pesach. Um, so it's the eighth day of Pesach, and it's and it, it, this and it, it's on it comes out on a Sunday, right? And um, the the ninth day of Sukkot comes out on a Sunday, and we should say, you know, listen, it might be yomtiv, it might not be yomtiv. So you you should be taking tefillin. Misavik also speak of the rice of the chumrah. You should be taking tefillin. You should be wearing tefillin on, on on this day. You should, you know, keep yontiv misavik because maybe it's something she can't do malacha. But on the possibility that it's chol, you should be wearing tefillin. Like how are you not wearing tefillin? Mitzvah the rice. How do you do that? So Chazal said no. Chazal pater you from wearing tefillin because if we're going to wear tefillin. So people say, you know, it's not really yontiv. So there's going to be a zilzal and yomtiv. So because of the need to prevent zilzal and yomtiv, Chazal said, no tefillin. Now that's a very big chiddush. Bizman, they, 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 they possibly, the more says, it seems to be, he says, maybe they did wear tefillin. They didn't, weren't sure they wore tefillin. But nowadays, when we don't know, nowadays, when we, when we do know, and theoretically, we shouldn't be keeping it at all. But that itself creates the concern that people are not going to take it seriously. Because everybody knows it's not really umptive. So that problem, therefore, because had to bend over backwards and say, no, 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 it's really, really umptive. No tefillin. Right? For example. So in order to be not to be umptive shady, because of this tree of the ark, we need to bend over backwards and say, do the opposite and make sure that you believe that it is umptive. Okay. But that's the only thing he says with things which are obvious. But Mikra did, it's not yomtiv. So the kichotam is not an obvious thing. You don't notice it, obviously, the, the, the difference between whether the kichotam or not. I start taking a lemon. I say, excuse me, you know, that doesn't, that, that looks pretty strange. You know, what are you doing taking a lemon? A grapefruit, take a pomelo. You know, like, you know, like, you know what are you doing? It's, it's clearly, you know, what are you doing? So that's obvious. So the min, the all call zayin, the min applies. The harder applies call zayin. Kichotam doesn't apply cholamoyed. Because I weren't massacred for Cholamite. Second, the Yomtiv, arguably so. So, what's the halacha? The halacha is the Kichotama situation, which would be a halachic issue of the Kichotama. We take it on the second, the Yomtiv, without a bracha. We have this machlokas with the two, therefore we do take it because maybe you'll be yotzer with it, mitar bonon, and maybe not. Therefore, you take it without a bracha. So that's what's going to be the status of the Kichotama in regards to Yotzer Sheni. Now. There's another halacha, which is the fourth halacha, which is the halacha of lochem. Lokachtem lochem. Lokachtem lekichotam. Lochem, it has to be yours. Does that halacha apply during Yom Tosheni? It doesn't apply cholamoy. Because we're not masak in the dinim lochem cholamoy. So on, on the first day Yom Tif, in the year which it, where, when chutz lords and it falls out, not on a Shabbos, you better own that esrig. And you better own that esrig 
in a halachically valid way. So what's a halachically valid way to own it? So midaraisa, um, you're kind of a kasev. You give money, you're kind of with it. Because um, I'll say that kasev is not kind of, you need to do mishicha, hagbo, over here we do hagbo, right? You need to do hagbo. Let's see that hagbo, you didn't pay for it yet. So that's a big problem. It's only only kind of mirabana. Does a kinyan mirabana work under the rice level? Not a good idea to get involved in that machlokes. Make sure that you pay for it before yom. Okay, what about if you pay about it with with you know with Zell? You know, some money moves on a computer from account to account. Is that called paying with cash? It's interesting, Shaila. But now that you've done that, when you do a kinyan hagba, you will sure be you can you can be kind of the rice. Okay, so you you have it in your hand. You do hagba. It's yours. Good. Cholamoid, you do not need to have lochem. So let's say I have a suffix in my esterig. So I want to go, I go over to you. You have a custard esterig. I say, can I, may I take your esterig? So during cholamoid, I don't have to be cutting it. The first ayumptive, for me to do that, I would have to have you be mocked it to me. I will be kind of it. I will be yotzit. And then I give it back to you. And then you have to decide whether you want it back or not. Or maybe I can own it for the rest of the time. Right? So what about yomtiv sheni? Is there a din of lochem and yomtiv sheni? So we're back to this headache of a question. There's a, clearly a din of, no din of lochem during cholamoid. There is a din of lochem on the first day. Right? Is there a din of lochem and yomtiv sheni? So, of course, what's the answer? It's a mechloikas. Right? So now, how does this play out? So you own a set of dollar minimum, it's your dollar minimum, what's the problem? The problem is when you have a cotton. So a parent has a, has a set of dollar minimum and he wants to share it with a cotton. Or your parents say, listen, share it with your younger brother who's under bar mitzvah. Or possibly he's over bar mitzvah, but who said he's a gadol on a Torah level, okay? Right? So the chazal, the law is the chazal said that a cotton can be kind of, but he can't be makna. So on the first day, I go over to my cotton and say, listen, Here's the little Vanessa, he can be kind of it. Okay, he's kind of it. He says, give it back to me. He can't be mocked it back to me. No problem. So during Cholomite, I will take his Lula Vanessa and I'll be answered with his Lula Vanessa. Or I have a few kids. I say, okay, give it to child number one who's 12 years old and he's kind of it. So it's okay, now be mocked it to your brother. He can't be mocked it to his brother. He can't give it to his brother. He's not to give it to his brother because he can't be mocked them. So cotton can't not, once you give it to a cotton, you might have a problem with Lechem. Well, who said you have to be it to him? Give it to him without, without being it. Don't worry about Lechem. Just lend it to him. Shol, right? So can you fulfill the mitzvah of Chinuch by lending the Lulub and to your child? Interesting question. So what is the mitzvah of Chinuch? The halacha of Chinuch is to treat a child to do a mitzvah properly. If I, if I, if I give my child a celery stick, and a lemon, that's not chinuch. I'm teaching him to do the wrong thing. Chinuch means you have to, te- you have to give him a kosher set of dalamina. It doesn't have to be the most mahurdika set in the world, right? So I went to check for Rabbi Mendelowitz. He gave me, a, you know, he, he has shilas in his esroigim, so I passed him those shilas. So that's, we have a QS for a few years. I go, I go through his esroigim. So he'll give me, are these, you know, what status these are? He has olives, bays, and gimels, and he has chinuch. So someone say, you know, it's possible. You can't use it at all. And Baruch Hashem is able to send it back to his supplier if it's possible. So, you know, this is one is acceptable for Chinuch. It's, it's reliable halachically enough that you can use it for the mitzvah of Chinuch. Okay. Um, what about Lachem? Does, do does the child have to own it for, to fulfill the halach of Chinuch? Again, that's not maybe defined what the item is. Obviously, if I give him something which is not the correct item, that's not Chinuch. I'm training my child to take a celery stick and a lemon. I'm not treating, teaching, teaching him to do a mitzvah. I'm teaching him to do something which is not a mitzvah b'chlal. 
right? I take my child's I'm going to teach you how to put on tefillin, but you know, I don't trust you in regards to the kedusha of the, of the parashas. I'm giving you empty boxes, right? Really? It's not, you're not teaching him how to put on tefillin. You're teaching him to put on an empty box. Well, he doesn't know the difference. So, okay, that's, that, that's, uh, that's his mazel, you know. But I say, all you're teaching him to do is put on an empty box. That's not called the mitzvah chinuch. Am I teaching him to do the mitzvah if I am giving him something which is the right item, but it's not lachem? So this is the machlaikas. And uh, Mr. Burr really comes out that you should be mekayim adinam lachem in chinuch. You have to teach him part of the mitzvah of, of, of dalaminim on the first day. So you have to own it. So you have to be mocked it to him. Great, now you're mocked it to him. You can't get it back. What are you doing, Yantar Shani? Well, if it was in Lachem Yantar Shani, you have a problem. So one solution is not to mock them, ignore that sheet about in Chinuch, and that's what you'll own it for the second day. One sheet approaches to say, well, ignore the sheet that you need Lachem and Yantar Shani. And one sheet is to buy your kids Chinuch sets. And therefore, you won't have this problem. Each child will not, you'll be mocked, you'll be mocked it to them, and it's theirs. Um, the age of the age of the chiv of chinuch for uh, cotton is when he knows how to be menaneya. Uh, how old is that a child? A child knows how to be menaneya. As far as I'm concerned, ninety-nine percent of the adults don't know how to be don't know how to be menaneya. So it could be there's no age of a cotton who's a chiv nanuim. Well, hopefully get to nanuim how to do nanuim properly. Um, but the ma'isa, the subject of the loch is that that age is reached by the age of, of seven or eight. So if you have quadruplets, all boys, you are going to be a lot of, bang a lot of sets. If you have an eight-year-old and a nine-year-old and a 10-year-old and an 11-year-old and a 12-year-old, right, you're going to have a challenge. So that is the preferred way of doing it. Okay. That's some, that's some background on halacha. The next interesting halacha question is, we said that the halacha of Hadar applies to all seven days. Well, that's actually Machloikas. The Rama says the Hadar only applies the first day. Min applies all seven days. The Katham only applies for the first day, and Hara also only applies for the first day. The Rush says it applies all seven days. And the and the the, the Ramah, Ashkenazim file the Ramah, the Ramah Paskins all call Zion. So anything which is an issue of Hadr applies for all seven days. That's where we're going to Sumana Lakh. Okay. But Khasha doesn't apply. So now I take my Esrig, and I have an Esrig which doesn't have a Pitan. But let's say you have an Esrig which has a Pitan, right? So you, you look at your estrogen and say, "Well, there's the, the pitim came off, and they say it's the second day young. It's it's the first day cholamoid, and there's no pitim. What's the problem? It's chaser. You're missing part of the estrogen. But chaser is kosher during cholamoid, so no problem. I can lose my pitim once cholamoid comes. Mashiach's going to come. You know, you're going to lose your pitim. Mashiach's going to come. What's going to be? Okay, but okay, leaving Mashiach out for now, right? We, we already pointed that out five, five times. But now you, but now you should believe me on that. Okay." So now, you are saying, well, the pitim is a problem of chaser. Chaser only applies for seven, the first day. However, the, the problem is that um, the Magad Rama says that, that the lacking of, lacking of pitim is a problem of hadr. Okay, so, well, that if it's a problem of hadr, we follow the remoir that applies all seven days. Okay, but let's argue, let's argue that you have a sveik sveika. We have one shayla whether the psul of missing a pitim is because of chaser or hutter. Then you have a second machlok is whether hutter applies all seven days only the first day. So we have, I have two arguments to argue that this esrig is acceptable for to use for the mitzvah. First of all, it could be it's a chaser, which is kosher during cholamite. And even if it's a problem of Hadr, according to the Ramam, Hadr only applies the first day. 
Say a sveik sveiker. Can you make a bracha on a sveik sveiker? Can you make a, do a mitzvah, with, fulfill a mitzvah through a sveik sveiker and make a bracha on a sveik sveiker? So straight up, Mr. Brother, Mr. Brother says, no, you can't make a bracha on a sveik sveiker. He says, you cannot make a bracha based on a sveik sveiker. However, the problem is there's a steer in Mr. Brewer, is that Mr. Brewer in Hilchus Siris Armor, Mr. Brewer says, you could make a bracha based on a sveik sveiker. Where is that? For example, that's the halacha. Um, a person missed a day. He missed, he missed counting one of, the, one of the nights of Sirius Armor. So he counts the next day. We said that the following night he can count with the bracha. Now, without getting involved in why that's true, that's true based on the dinner sex fake. Okay? There's a mechloikas in how Tzimimus works. I don't want to get, get sidetracked, but it's based on a sveik sveik. And with Mr. Burapas, you can make a bracha in that situation. So it's Mr. Burapas. So where the, all of the Akhranim assume that the chilik is, if the sveik sveik is on the mitzvah, and you pass them based on the sveik that you can fulfill the mitzvah. Once the sveik sveik passes, you can fulfill the mitzvah, you can make a bracha as well. If the sveik is directly on the bracha itself, then you don't use sveik to make a bracha. So over here, it's a question on the mitzvah, not on the, on the bracha. So that means the car according to that, arguably, that you could make a bracha based on sveik during cholamoid, based on the sveik you could do, fulfill the mitzvah, and then you could also make a bracha on it as well. Okay, now, when we say that the pitham came off, I, would, I don't have another essay to show you which has a pitum. There are, there are, there are actually are different parts to the, to the pitum. So one part of the pitum is you have what's known as the shoshanta, which looks like a rose. A shoshanta is, is a rose, right? So the rose on top, right? So that's that little piece on top. Then you have a piece of wood which goes up from the esterig into that. And then you have, and then you, so, and then you have the esterig itself. So if just the little piece came off, but the piece of wood is still there, the, that's not, that, everything holds that's still kosher. That is still kosher. That's still considered that part of the, the, the pitam is there, and that's, that's kosher. That's not a problem of kosher. It's not a problem of hutter, and you can be fulfilled the mitzvah even on the first day of Yom Tov. So that's not a question. If, however, that, all of that is missing, or some Israelim don't have wood, they go straight to that shashant on top, so that's part of the esrig. That be you know that doesn't help you. So that the whole pitam is just that thing on top that comes off, or all of the wood comes off, and it's going to be level with the top of the esrig. That's considered it's missing, and then you have this question: what to do about it? Okay. Um, fine. Um, so kosher is kosher kol zayin, except for the first day. It's kosher. It's kosher during cholamoy. So I have this great idea. So I have my esterig, and the esterig has a problem of being miscolored. Miscolored is a problem of hotter. It's not, it doesn't look right. It's, it's, it's not, it doesn't look appropriate, right? So no problem. Go over and cut out that little part which doesn't look bad. So now it's a kosher, but a kosher is kosher, it's kosher during kolomoid, right? So I have this great einfall. I can solve this problem. So actually the, the shogunark has a case like that, a case where a rat ate part of the esterig. Um, so as long as wherever the esterig is left, it's fine, but it's mius. You can't use the thing as a mius for mitzvah. Okay, so go cut out a little bit more around so you don't see the place where the, 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 the rat bit into, and it doesn't, it's not mius anymore, and that law is that that's fine. You can do that, cholamoid. You can actually go and cut out part of your esterig and make your esterig kosher. Well, maybe I can do the same thing with manumer. Manumer is one of the most common issues which we have is the discoloration of the esterig. This is the most common thing that you're going to be looking for, discoloration of the esterig, which we're going to talk about more about rifas. So maybe I can solve that problem. So the pasha that, that we assume in the law, that that's not true. Something which comes because psul, 
you can't make it kosher with chaser. Over there, the esrog betzim was kosher. It has its mius issue. I got I removed the mius. Semele the esrog is kosher. Over here, the esrog betzim is not a not not an appropriate esrog. You can't make it kosher by removing it and creating and making a chaser. Okay. Okay. Now let's talk. Tachlis, what you guys want to know. This is interesting. Halacha Shailas is your rov one day. You're going to pass in the Shailas. Okay. When you want to, you want, you, you want to be yotzer with your esrog, you say, okay, I, um, 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 okay, somebody wants to cut out, cut out all, cut out different shapes in his, in his esrog, you know, with, with, with using, you know, the cookie cutter things and making the different shapes, stars, those type of things. Jewish, only Jewish stars. Don't, don't do any other type of star. Okay, so I pick up my esrog. Now, the first thing you want to do when you pick up your esrog is you want to know, are there any, any, any dots which are going to be problematic? Okay, so what, what color dots are problematic? And, um, and what's the issue? The issue is um, uh, it's menumerous. It, it, it ha- it's, it's discolored. It has a discoloration, which means it's not hotter. Okay, so the, the first issue is it takes away heater. It does makes it, it, it's not a hundred like a thing. If I need to go like this to see it, you can't, oh my gosh, it doesn't look beautiful because, you know, if you stand like this, you can't, it, it looks horrible. That's not called how, norm, how people normally look at it. So the Mishabur brings in them a bit. So the definition of all of these, the definition of these things is it, it, it's going to be something which is obvious to us. Okay, it has to be an obvious thing. So if I have this little, little dot over here, don't worry about it. It's not going to pause your answer. If it's something which is it's, it's large enough that it's that's easily noticeable, that's going to be a problem. Okay, what colors are a problem? So Lachan says that black is a problem, white is a problem, a deep dark red, which is not brown but but it's red. A brownish red is fine. Orange is fine. I've actually seen an orange color on a, on a dot in a sorghum. Right now, green is kosher. A, a, in a place where the normal coloration is not is, is not green, it's yellow, and it'd be a very deep dark green, that could be actually a problem, okay? Um, um, I know you didn't mean the question, but it's on this. I, I was just you know, using it as a way to say, we'll get, we'll get to that, okay? Now, so um, most cases, you're, you're not finding white dots. You're not finding red dots. Black dots are common. Now, black dots are only a problem that's what Dabba Feinstein says, you should have before Shlema. Dabba Feinstein says, it's the only problem because it shows that there's something wrong with the asterisk. A piece of dirt is not a problem of black, not a problem of a black dot, right? So is it a piece of dirt or is it something wrong with the asterisk? Can you tell? The average person cannot tell the difference. A, a, a good moyachur should be able to tell you. And if you trust your moyachur, he can tell you that that's really dirt. Now, what happens is like this. Esrig has, there's really four parts to the esrig. There's the, there's a glaze. This, it has, the natural way the esrig comes, it has a shine to it. There's actually like a wax and coating on top, which gives it a shine. Then there's the part of which has the color, the yellow or the green, whatever it is. Then there's the white flesh, like you have the same, the same way you have inside of a, an orange, there's a white flesh inside. And then you have the juicy part inside, which is referred to in Allah as the, the Khadr Zera, where the seeds are. So um, sometimes as the ester grows, a little black dot, some piece of dirt gets stuck on it. And as it grows and the glaze continues, the, 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 the fruit makes this glaze, it glazes it over. That's not possible. So the fact that you have a quote unquote a black dot on your asterisk doesn't mean it's, that asterisk is possible necessarily. Um, so if you have a miracle that you trust, you can you know say so, you know it looks at it and say that's not that's that's just dirt. 
Now, most, most times you can actually clean it off. A person knows what he's doing to clean it off. But to do that, you have to remove some of the glaze. Now, that's already touchy. It's his estrig before you buy it. And he doesn't want you to remove the glaze. Because you remove the glaze, what happens is it starts, the glaze actually protects the estrig from oxidizing. When, when, as the oxygen gets to the estrog, it will, and that will change the color of the actual estrog itself. And that can be a problem. So when you cut away that glaze to get that dirt out, you possibly have made a situation where his estrog might become bustle. So you can only do that either the, somebody who's a mumcha knows what he's doing could do it, or with the, under, the, under the, the tutelage of the marker to tell you what to do, but you should not be doing that on your own. But I'm pointing that out that you don't have to worry about the fact that your asterisk, you know, has these 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 few little dots. Don't worry about. It. Okay. Now, how many dots are a problem? What are the, what are the problems? So there's a lot. There's two different areas in the asterisk. There's what is known as the chaytum, which is the nose, literally the 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 top of the asterisk, or there is the remainder of the asterisk. So locha says on a chaytum, anything these things which would be problematic are going to be problematic at the level of even one item. Why? Because the chaytum is very noticeable. So therefore, the Mishnah says, well, based on the idea that the chaytum is very noticeable, we're back to this idea that the Mabit says noticeable means that you'd hold it at arm's length, you'd look, move it quickly around, and you would notice it. If you don't notice at that level, it, it has no halachic status of the chaytum in regards to this issue. So the, the problem on the chaytum is you'd have, there's some discoloration, which is clearly a true discoloration, which is problematic, and it's easily noticeable. Easily noticeable means that you see it at arm's length, at a quick glance, not more than not more than the, the two or three seconds. Now, once you notice it like this, and you pull it back, you're going to notice it again. That's what happens. That's how people work. So that's irrelevant. That means it has to be. So you give it to somebody who, who hasn't seen this essay before, and he looks at it like this. And says, "I don't see anything." So what about that little dot? Oh yeah, there's a dot. That's irre- totally irrelevant. It's totally irrelevant in Allah. Okay. But it does say this, that discoloration applies anywhere on the asterisk if it's in two or three makarmas, which then apply to, so you have your asterisk, you have, you have a, let's say you would have, Leon Hara, not getting an Hara's on my asterisk over here, you'd have a dot here and a dot here, right? So you have one, one dot there, one dot there, so you have two dots, you see where my, hand, where my fingers are, that would be the two dots, right? Let's say. So that's only two dots, they're not coming wherever the asterisk. Well, let's do a dot to dot. Let's say I have three dots. I make a, I make a nice triangle between my three dots. I have a dot here, a dot here, and a dot here. Well, you make a triangle. If that triangle covers wherever the asterisk, that's a problem. That's a problem. So if one dot is here, and one dot is here, and one dot is here, and I start making, you know, I triangulate all these dots together, and, you know, you can, you can do it on a computer thing nowadays. You can... 3D and you can figure out how much it really covers. It's oh my gosh, it's covering over the ester. According to what she did, even if it covers right over one side, that's a problem. So you want to try and avoid dots. Again, the many of these dots you'll find, you'll find in the cracks and crevices, they're dirt, they're dust, they're irrelevant, they're not, don't worry about that. Okay, um, now, in a situation of, um, so the, the remote comes along and says, but what about something which is normal for the asterisk? There's normal for the asterisk that, 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 that have this problem. Asterisk trees grow with these very sharp leaves. The leaves are sharp, and it, it also has thorns in it. So they're rubbing against the asterisk, and they're going to cause this discoloration. And this they're going to affect the 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 the, 
the surface of the esrig will be affected by these things. That's not referred to as a bledflech. It's a bled is Yiddish for a leaf, and a flech is, is, is Yiddish for dirt. So it's, it was caused by a leaf. So the Ramah doesn't discuss that. He discusses something else. We don't know exactly what he's discussing, but this is what the assumption of all the Paiskim is. He's referring to something which he calls mul, and whatever mul is, or mole, whatever, um, whatever, how you pronounce it, mem vav lamed, however you want to pronounce it. And uh, so he says, that's not a problem. He says, cause number one, but number two, he says, because that's how esoregim grow. That's a derech, how they grow. He says, number one, he says, because there is a psal called chazazes, which is not a common, is that if the esoreg starts to rot inside to the point that, it, you know, when something rots, it lets out gases. So it puffs the esoreg up. He says, these things don't puff anything. So there's no puffing. It's not. A, it can't be sold because of chazosis. And anyway, it's normal. Okay. Um, so he says. So Nabu, this this psul of chazosis has to have mamish. It has to have. So if you have a situation of a blood flech, which actually causes the puff a little bit, which could happen, was sometimes that what the leaf will actually press against the esrig and stay there for a while. So it's blocking the air and the sunlight getting to that spot. So that will actually. Like anything, which it's growing and it's blocking its normal nutrients, it's going to affect it. So there's actually damage to the esteric. So it might actually be have mamoshes to it, but it's normal. This is how the esteric can grow. There's leaves there. Well, what do you want? So that will be a case. With these two explanations of the Ramal will be will with make an afkamina. Most of those types of things don't make it to the into the market, so you don't have to worry about it. So if you see something which will be like this little discoloration, it looks like a, it looks like a, a whitish type of a thing, but it and the, and you look, show it to the market, it says you know that that's it's a blood flag. So that's what he's referring to. That's it means it means that that's kosher according to the Ramal, and that's how we assume an aloha. That's not a problem. So what is a white which is a problem? White is a problem which would indicate that there's again that there's a real a real damage to it, which is not coming from this blood flag, which is normal. Okay, should you get an esteric with or without a pitum? Um, so obviously, the, 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 all esteric grow with pitums. There's also thing as an esteric without a pitum. The only difference between an esteric which you buy with a pitum and buy without a pitum is whether the, the pitum fell off. Well, that sounds horrible. The pitum fell off, it's a chaser. So the subject of Allah depends on when it happened. Certain esregim, the, the, the nature is that the pitum falls off very early in the process of them growing. Since that's a normal growth process, how they, how they grow, that's not considered a psilom chaser. That's how they grow. So they lose their pitum very early on in the process. If, however, it grew with a pitum and eventually it broke off, that's the discussion which we had before, that's called a chaser, et cetera. So how can you tell whether your esreg is type A or type B. Well, the one way to tell is that there are some money which are given that it looks, it's a nice smooth break on top. So that if, if that's what it is, that means that that was a natural process how it broke off. If however, it looks to be jagged, etc., it means there's, there was something there which broke, was torn off. That's where you have a question of chaser. Um, not all of them are as obvious. Um, now, when is that, at what point is that acceptable that it falls off? How early is that acceptable? Of course, that's a mechlikas. Um, and you'll get different answers. Your, the Badat's heksher allows it to fall off even later. As long as it's still on the tree and it, it's part of, and, and the esteric is still growing, that's acceptable, even though the esteric is large. I mean, it's grown, as opposed to a very early young esteric. But uh, the, the, um, um, the chazanish esteric, don't grow, they, they lose it very early in the process. So that, that if you want to be makbar on the cheetah, fine. Um, the reason why you want 
a hechsher is the biggest issue with a hechsher is they're not necessarily telling you that the esrog is kosher. I mean, they're telling you some level of, of kosher's is they're telling you that the esrog is not a, is not a murkov. There's that we you cannot tell by looking at an esrog whether it's murkov or not. Um, so how do you know? Well, you have to trust the the the, the tree. So uh, that's hard. That's hard to, to trust because these trees, some of them have been around for you know. The tree made a tree, made a tree, made a tree. That whole didn't work of. Once you grafted it, that, that, that tree, the, 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 the trees which are grown from that, also didn't work of. So how do I know that 300 years ago, this tree wasn't, somebody wasn't mark of this tree? Well, why would somebody want to be a mark of this tree? So if I'm living in the middle of nowhere and there's an ester tree over there and like, it looks like it's been basically not, not taken care of and, uh, and that whole area where that, that seems to be the attitude of Esroigim. So probably it hasn't. The problem is this regular are you actually used in the perfume industry. And they're much better when they're when they're when you're marked with them together with lemons. So you live in a place uh, where that is a possibility, so you don't know. So you the Kazanish spent a very long time working on being Mavar, what types of ones could feel confident that he has a Masara, he can figure out based on his research that these were not Merkovim. And that's what the, we talk about the Chazanish Esrog, the biggest mile of a Chazanish Esrog is that it's not a Merkov. That the Chazanish was, was willing to go on record that it's not a Merkov. Um, the, historically, the Chazanish basically passed on, uh, on to Esrogim. I'll get to the question about DNA in a second. Um, and uh, he passed it on to us, Regan, and he s- gave them one to the Remichel the, the Yudalef, because his family, and they to take care of him, and they started b- t- t- tending this tree. And, ma- and, and Esther demands a tremendous amount of care to produce beautiful Esther or nice Esther even. Um, and the other one was given to a Mishpacha called Halpern. So you know, people say, well, there's, they refer to the different sources of Australian with zones, like, you know, uh, a different type of, um, so um, um, you'll have a left good zone or a Halperin zone, that's what they're referring to. So those, and then people take from that and they made, they've made different Pardesim, which are, which are based on that. So your Heksher is telling you, we can trust, we, we, we're confident we can trust the people along the way. Okay, does DNA work? Um, that is a, Fascinating question. As far as I know, nobody has tried to use, as of now, nobody has tried to use the approach of DNA to clarify what is the status of an ester or not, you know, a true citron or not. Um, probably part of the problem is we probably don't even know what that is anymore. Where, you know, we can feel confident that we know what that is because it's argument been around for lots and lots and lots and lots of years and so have lemons and people have been doing the concept of harkova. The mission, there's a trend out the missionaries who talk about harkova. So apparently they were doing grafting 2000 years ago. So how am I going to start with Avada DNA and what's what to figure out how to build it on? So I'm not, that's why I assume that the approach of DNA has never, has never been used. Um, pollen is not a, not a concern. Okay, so that's the esther. So basically what I'm telling you is the black dots are most of probably not a problem. Um, it's not beautiful and you would like to have a more beautiful one and you're gonna to have to pay for that, et cetera. But mitzad, halachic issue, chances are very rare that you're going to have an issue. You might have an issue of chaser um, and this is a more, a more common issue. And you have to be careful when you hold an esther. Don't have long nails. Cut your nails before yomtiv. Cut your nails before you go looking for an esrig. Because if your nails cut into the esrig as you're holding it, and you leave a little scratch there, that scratch can oxidize. 
which means if you've cut beyond the glaze into the coloration, into the flesh, that once you touch into the flesh, that's considered a chaser. The shear of chaser is kalshu for that purpose. On the first day, the shear of chaser is kalshu. Okay, so um, you make this little, little indentation over there with your fingernail, and you don't handle it carefully, that's going to be a, that, and if it, if it cuts beyond, in, in, into the glaze, into the coloration, into the white flesh, that's considered there was chaser. As long as the glaze is, is the glaze being taken away is not, not doesn't pass. The the coloration doesn't passel. Once you cut into the white flesh, it passels. So, be careful when you hold when you're holding an esrog. And again, Mashiach's going to come. Cholamoid, you get the you, you know the whole you know the whole story. Okay, now let's talk about a lulav. Okay. So, exhibit A, this is called a lulav. If you have, but now you don't know that, you're, you're in trouble. Okay. Um, lulav c- comes with two parts. There's, there's the shedra, which is this, the, the backbone, um, which, and this lulav goes quite up high, and all of the leaves come off of that shedra. Some of them start down very low, and they all come out. So finally, you get to the last point that there's no more leaves coming out of the shedra. The last leaf which coming out of the shedra is known as the tiyamis. So you look at your, your lulav and you say, uh, shedra, shedra, shedra. All right, all of a sudden, there's no more splitting, and this is the last leaf. Sometimes it, could, it, will, it will actually split into two, and both of them go up and share the, the, the same the same height, etc., and that was, it's a double tiyamis. Um You want to try and avoid that if possible. The, according to the Gainim, the, the halachas of the Tosis and Baba Kama, and the sugyas of, if you, if you steal chametz and overlove a Pesach and you give it back to him, you judge it because the mice you gave him back, right? Even though it's usher now, but the mice you gave him back the item that you stole. So what about I steal a lulav and I pass on the lulav? Is it called giving back a lulav? Did I, did I make an ois lulav by passing a certain way? So that's a discussion of the Gemara. The more it's a it's a hilchus gzeila dekashayla, but the more over there. So the Tzitzit brings she does goinim that the halachas of splitting etc. not only apply on the leaf itself, but they apply between the two leaves, and that that more commonly can be an issue. So you want to try and avoid that um, if possible. Okay, so you, you follow your leaf up to the top. You say this, this leaf is the last one which comes off the top of the shedra. It doesn't necessarily have to be the highest one. 99% of the times it is the highest one, but it's not necessarily the, 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 the sole indicator. The point is it's the last leaf of the shedra. Okay, the, the length of the, the lulav, the more says is one tevach more than the hadasim. The share of the Hadassim and the Ravis is three Tvachim. So theoretically, the share of the Lulav means the Shedra is four Tvachim. But li- listen how the Mora says it. The Mora says it that it's one Tevach more than the Hadassim and Ravis. So if my Shedra ends here, which is pretty high, but I stick my Hadassim here, my Shedra is more than, is not a Tevach more than the Hadassim. So I say, okay, I'll put my Hadassim down here, lower down. So my Hadassim are down here, and uh, they end here. Well, okay, Baruch Hashem, I have quite a distance. So the best way to do that is you, you take, if you're, you're using your rings, put the highest ring one tefach down from the end of the shedra. So you know that when you put your hadasim in, they shouldn't go above that ring. That'll be a good way to remember how, how, to, how high to make. make. Now, the, 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 the preferred beauty of, of the lulav is that it, it should be straight. Now, straight means that it's not necessarily mamash a rifle. Um, 
if it bends towards you a little bit, that's kosher. If it bends away from you a little bit, that's still kosher. It bends a little bit to the side, to the side, it's kosher. If it bends tremendously, it's going to be possible. In regards to the beauty of the lulav, it should be straight. Straight means the shedra. You want the shedra to be straight. Now, sometimes it'll look like it's bent, but it's not really bent. Sometimes they're actually more, more leaves on one side or the other, or than the other, so it looks like it's off kilter. But, but ignore the leaves, looking at the shedra itself. If the shedra itself is straight, that's called straight. Okay. The biggest problems that you have with the lulav um, are potentially that um, you cut, tip, cut off the tip of, of, of the leaf. So now like this. So the lacha is, other than the shedra, uh, me, other than the tiyamis, this middle leaf, it's only problem if you cut off the majority of the leaves' tips. So that's not such a big problem. Chances of that happening are very minimal. But the tiyamis is possible just cutting off the top of the tiyamis itself. So when you take your lulav out and you stick it up and you bop it into the ceiling, you might knock off the top of your tiyamis. Not a good idea. Okay, so you want to be careful how you handle your lulav. That's that's next immersion. It's not as common. It usually it's more of a problem once you buy how to care for it. The more the common problem when you're buying a lulav is the issue of nistak and hymnic. So nistak is a question of that the leaf is split. Every leaf in the lulav comes, it's, it's, it's a double leaf. That the two sides, the leaf has two sides to it and they're attached in the front, the, the part facing you. So any leaf that you look in the lulav, you say, you know, if you, you look from the back, you'll see that it's made out of, uh, out of more than one leaf. It's two leaves attached together. If, that, if they split in the, in, the, in the place of the attachment, that is called nistak. If they, that's, now nisak means from top to bottom. It's going, it's going to be a vertical split. Hymnic is a horizontal split, that the two leaves of the tiyamis split apart from each other, moving side to side. They're splitting away from each other. Nisak means they didn't, they, they're, they're actually sitting right next to each other. You, you don't necessarily even notice it right away, but you realize all of a sudden that, that, that the leaf, you shake it one time, you notice that the, the, the two parts of the leaves are not in tandem necessarily, and there's a split. So how much of a split is a split? Sizemachlaikas. There are two opinions. One opinion says a share of a tefach. Once a tefach is split, it's possible. So how much is a tefach? It's machlaikas, how much of a tefach is? You don't want the rice, so you have to be machmer. That the shear is three, three inches. So if the split is three inches, it's a tefach. According to one opinion, that's possible. Because in my opinion, though, that's not necessarily true. The issue is you have to measure from the end of the shedra to the end of the lulav. So let's say for argument's sake that there's 10 inches from the, t- the shedra ends till the top of the lulav. So if roiv of that is split, that's called, that's called nistak. As long as roiv is still attached, it's not nistak. So if I have a split of four inches, or four and a half inches, that's not roiv. It's, it's only roiv once I have a split of more than five inches in that situation. So according to one opinion, that's kosher. According to the opinion, that's possible. And obviously, you want to try and avoid that. Now, what about if it's split, not roiv and not a tefach? It's kosher. The problem is that, Mishibur, that all, the, all of the Paisim suggest don't buy it if you can. Because there's a mitzvah. When you take a lulav, you're supposed to do nanuam. Nanuam includes in it not only that you move it back and forth like this, but that you're supposed to shake it. You're supposed to make a sound. It's called kiskusim. Uh, because it says, all you run, I'd say how you are, and we play Hashem, I'd say you are, sing out. So you have to shake it. Well, every time you shake your lula, which has a split, the split tends to get a little bit longer and a little bit longer and a little bit longer. And by the time you start out with this nice kasher lulav, which only was split a half an inch, and by the fourth day of Yom Tif, it split two inches. 
fifth, three inches, and that's, you know, you have a child. However, the, the lulav is kosher. It's almost put a half an inch. Nobody said you can't put a little bit of glue there. So what you can do is if you have a situation like that, getting the little which is which is attached all the way up to the up to the top, costs money. They're not they're not they're not so many of them are available, and you're gonna have to pay extra for that. But if you get one which is basically closed almost all the way up to the top, and you're worried about it splitting more, you can use a little bit of glue to hold it together. You cannot take a puzzle lulav and glue it together and make it kosher. But right now the lulav is kosher. You just want to prevent it from becoming puzzle. So then glue is fine, and Elmer's glue is fine to do to use that. Okay. Now the the uh, the other the other question which comes up is known as hymnic. Hymnic is when the two that 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 middle leaf is split, even a, 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 an eighth of an inch, a quarter of an inch. But not only is it split, but it's moved apart. So until we're discussing that the, the leaf is right next to each other, but just it's up and down, it's not attached. Here we're talking about that they became detached and they moved apart. Now, if they grew like that, and they never were attached to start with, that's not called hymnic. Hymnic is a halacha of a split, but it's a different type of a split, right? So how separate is called separate. So the Mishnah is actually very machmer on it. I'm gonna put my little down one second. Um, uh, the Mishabur is very machmer on it. Um, now again, this is a psal. Uh, on the Tiyamis because, like the, the same way on the Chaitim, the Tiyamis seems to be obviously noticeable. So I have to stare at it to see it. That's not a problem. But if I tell, hold it at arm's length and I notice it right away that they seem to be going in different directions, stay away from that that lulav. If, if they're clearly going in different directions, you have to stay away from that lulav. If they're not going in different directions, but you can sometimes they grow and they there is there is um they're not fully attached all the way up to the top. So that's fine. But as that splits a little bit, now you have a hymn potentially have a hymnic. So Khan Mishabura, that's a problem. Khazishals that's kosher. Um so uh you you should try and avoid that if possible. Sometimes the tips of your lulav are brown. They brown it. They get brown from the, you know, from being in the sun, etc. Not a problem. What about sometimes there's like at the end of the lulav, like the leaf ends, and there's this like little, little, thin, very type of ephemeral type of things which continues beyond, and that breaks off very easily. That's not considered part of the lulav, and that's not a problem. Um, a lulav which is yavesh, right? Mishnah is possible. Yavesh is not a problem. It's, it's, you're not getting a lulav, which is Yavesh. The share of Yavesh, which we have nowadays, it has to be nifrik with Sipara, means that you would touch it with your fingernails and it'll crack apart. It's so brittle, it's going to fall apart. Uh, I've had the love in which I've left, kept from two years. You know, I, usually, the, 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 the Ramah says the meaning is to keep your lulav. Um, uh, the Ramah says the meaning is to keep your lulav and use it for another mitzvah. What other mitzvahs do he say? Everybody says to, to, to burn your chametz. He does, actually doesn't say that. He actually says to use it to, to bake the matzahs. You put it into the oven for the fuel to bake the matzahs. Okay, but that's the same, basically the same idea. I was in Pesach. I went, went to Arisa for Pesach. So now it's a, I didn't burn it that year, Pesach. So now it's a year later, Pesach. I still have the lulav. It was not a Yavish. Um, I saw one safer quotes that he's a Talmud of David Feinstein. David Feinstein told him that his father, when he was in communist Russia, you couldn't get lulav. They weren't importing lulavim in communist Russia to help the Jews do mitzvahs. He um, had a lulav, which he used for eight years in a row. And they kept it well, and it's, it's, it wasn't a yavish. The yavish means the mamash is going to fall apart, okay? Um, now, 
I want to point out um, that uh, Micha is, is putting in the chat over here. When Lulavim come to the markets, they put wax on the bottom of the Lulav. Okay? They, use, they put wax on the bottom of a Lulav. Oh, I, I want to give you a case where your Lulav your, your is going to come possible. Okay? If you take off some of the, 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 the leaves to make rings from them, great idea. You break off that wax. So you, you've taken away the protective coating, which prevents the, the Lulav from drying out. Okay? Usually it's not a problem. But a person came to me once with a lulav. Was puzzled. He says, "I don't know what happens." He says, "I bought it, you know, like yesterday, and it was fine. Like, how did it happen?" I says, "Well, where'd you buy it?" He says, "I bought it in New York." He says, "Okay, you, you drove it down. Where'd you put it?" He says, I put it on the back of my, my. I had a sedan, so I put it on the back. You know, it was a nice flat, flat place to put it on the top. He says, "Yeah." So the sun burnt down at it straight with the with, with the glass over there, like magnifying the sun, burnt, hitting your hitting your lulav for three the, the the four hour drive from New York City. Of course, your lulav was possible. Do not put your lulav, do not put your estrin, do not put your adasim or your rovis on the back of your car. Or the, I saw somebody had on, on his front, on his, on his dashboard, on the top of the dashboard. So it's a cloudy day, it's a halbutzor, but it's a sunny day. You can parcel your lulav, your adasim, your rovis very quickly. So you have to be, try and keep it in a nice, cool place. Okay, now... Um, before we go, so let's see what time we have, 9.34. Okay, we have time. So um, let's just talk about a new one for a second, okay? Or a little more than a second. Um, okay, somebody asked, how far apart a V must look for Himnik? So that's a very hard, you know, my, my fingers are pretty thick. It's very hard to, right? So it, it's clear in a lock if they're going in different directions. So it's not, I, I'm not that facile with my fingers to make them, the tops of my fingers go in different directions. But if you would see the top going one this way and one going that way, that would be a problem of him. That, that's where it's, 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 it's very obvious. But otherwise, you know, the fact that there's this small split like this, right? something of that sort, where there's just a very small split, usually that's not a problem with him. Um, the Mishabur is mach, is, as long as it's, it, it, it's according to Mishabur, if it's, if it's split, number one, means it was attached, and now it came apart. Now, this is a common issue. You have this grit, this this brown stuff, which grows on your lulav. It's referred to as kora. Sometimes you'll have kora on the top of the, the top over there. The kora actually can hold your tiamas together. Over Yomtev, eventually that kora sometimes comes off, and that which is holding the tiyamis together now no longer holds it together and it starts to split. That can happen in that situation when there was a, where there was kara inside that, that, that gap and now it's gone, it will actually start, so that there's a splitting process taking place. And you look at it quickly and say, oh my gosh, it looks separate. I can see obviously they look separate. So that is, according to Mishabura, that's, that's possible. According to Chazish, that's kosher. Preferably, you should try and be machmer according to Mishabura. What I saw one person suggested was, if in, if genuine, you follow the Mishabura, don't start being made like the Chazanish at this point. Okay. What is the halachas of how to do nanun? Okay. According to Shulchan Aruch, what you have to do is um, that you do in each direction once back and forth, back and forth. But as you're going back and forth, you shake it three times as you go out, 
Three times you go in. So you don't go back and forth three times. You go back and forth once. But each time, as you go back and forth once, you shake once, twice, three times. Once, twice, three times. Then you go to the next direction. Okay? I'm not discussing the shitas, which direction go first. That's, you know, you know the different two shitas according to Ramon and the, and the, the Rizal. I'm not getting involved. It's in the actual mice of Nanun, how do you do it? So that's how the Shogun understands it. Ramon says, no, that you go back and forth three times. But you have to shake because there's Azran and Azayar. So what does it mean you're supposed to shake? So the, the Taz says that. Um, so according to one opinion is that the Ramah agrees with the Shulchan Aruch that you're supposed to shake as you're going back and forth. So according to the Ramah, theoretically, what it means, three times is like this. So you've, you've shaken it three times in and out, that's six, times three, 18 shakes in one direction. Now, there is what such an ashita like that. But says, no, no, no. The Ramah agrees with the Shulchan Aruch, you only have to shake it Three times and three out and three back, but you have to move it back three and three three times. That's what Mishabur understands. She understands. So you do it once like this: one, two, three, one, two, three, and then you do back and forth, back and forth. Then you go to the next direction. That's according. Mishabur understands the sheets of the Ramah. That's Nananuim in one direction. The Taz has a different sheet. The Taz says you keep it like next to you. You go, you shake it three times. You go out, shake it three times. So that that's called shaking it three times. Not as you're moving in and out, but next to you, hold it next to your body, you shake it one, two, three. You go out, you shake it one, two, three, and that's called shaking. Now, he then agrees, like the, like the Mishra understands, that you do it two more times without any shaking. Okay? Um, now, if you do any nanuim, you're yotzei, but you want to, this is the halacha, how to do nanuim. Now, really, the correct way to do nanuim is this applies when you make the bracha. Because the rest of the Quran, how to make them, uh, that the more it said that it's, it's, it's a part of the mitzvah, to do not know when you make the bracha, and during halal. Now, if you do it like this during halal, especially if you follow the sheet that's three, it's 18, um, by the time you finish the first nanuim, the chazan finished halal already in most shuls, you know, unless he sings, you know, right? You know, but the, it's not shaykh. Unless you come to the yeshiva, and the yeshiva, never they wait for Rheingold, so they, they have time. Um, but at least in the morning, when you're when you're when you're doing the nanuim, it would be preferable to try and do the nanuim according to the way the Mishnah understands you should do, which according to the Ramah is so again you're going to you're going to one set of as you go out once you hold your hold it you know your your little one your esther together as you go you give it your hands like a shake a shake and a shake. And you do that, you don't have to make it very la- very strong, otherwise you're gonna keep rip apart your lulav, you know, but get used to like doing a type of a thing. And again, three times in, that's six. Then you, then you go back out, 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 second time. Then you go to the next direction. When you do the nanuim, you're supposed to hold the little and the esrik together. You're supposed to make sure that they are, they are mechubah together. Apikabal, that's a very, very important thing. Otherwise, it, the, the, the dalmin represents the shame of avaya. It's like you have some of the letters of avaya not attached. Other parts of the letter of avaya, don't, don't play with that. It's not a good place to go. Okay. Um, um, okay. Arava, here we go. So if you don't mind, it's, it's preferable to keep your Arava in your plastic sealed until you need it. It stays more fresh that way. So if you, if you don't mind, I'm going to keep them in the plastic. I hope you're able to see it without too much of the, of the shine of the, of, of the light. So, so it's, there are two Aravas. The share of Arava is three Tvachim. 
uh, which if we're dealing with the midst of the rice, so we have to be marked for the Mishabura that it's a lar the larger shear. Larger shear is about 11 and a half, between 11 and a half and 12 inches. So that's how we're going to say 12 inches. Okay. Um, um, the Lulav and Esther should actually touch. They should, they, the Lulav and Esther should touch themselves. You neither have to touch the Lulav to the, to the Esther to the, well, to the, the Kash, the, 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 the Dasim, the Ravis, and the, and the Lulav and the Esther should be touching. So all four minim are touching to each other. Not your hand. Don't hold it as like this. So your hand is touching the next thing. You're holding it in such a way that the esrig is touching next to the uh, So, right. So you hold the little of it in your right hand, esrig in your left hand if you're, if you're a writer like I am. So it'd be actually touching. Now it's not going to be touching because you, you hold it where the hadas and, and the ravas are. It'll be touching next to next to the you know uh, not the lula but to to, to your to your to your ravas. But um, okay, now the shear of we measure your 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 ravas is referring to the wood stem, not the leaf. So we have the the, the stem. Um, um, the you have the stem. So somebody has a question. I'm going to get to the question. Okay, um, the stem has to be 12 inches long, and the, the leaves on top doesn't count. If it's nictum rosho, it's possible. Right. So if the top of it is cut off, it's a problem. Commercial the rubbish, you're not going to have that problem. Somebody's selling in his backyard. He says, okay, great. I'll cut off the, the top one. Then I'll cut a second one. The second one is nictum rosho. The wood has been cut. Okay. The leaf falls off is not a problem. Um, If the leaves turn black, it's kosher. It's only become yavish. Turning black is not yavish. It's not not beautiful. You should try and try and change them. The hadas, the arabas have to be taken there kedula, which means they grow upward. So if you have droopy arabas which are going like this, you have a problem. That that would be not there kedula, and would actually possibly you would not be using the mitzvah at all. Okay. Um, this is a common problem in Ertesel. Ertesel, the Aravis, the, the stem, stems are thinner. Um, and since they're thinner, they tend to lean over. You could tie them in, in, to, the, to the lulav. This way they will stay straight up and that's fine. They don't have to naturally be like that. Um, as long as you take it there, I can do it. Okay, if Raiva the Olim um, have been removed, the Arava becomes possible. So when you have these little baskets that they give, these baskets, the, the kashkakul, which, which is used to hold the dasa and the rovas, you don't have to use that. But if you want to use that, it, it, you have to soften it before you put in your, your dasa and your rovas. Because if you don't, as you push them in, you'll rip off leaves. Well, you don't want to rip off your leaves. Because if you rip off your leaves and you take them, even not even rives, it's still kosher. But over the next few days, as some of them dry out and they fall off, then you're going to have a problem. So you don't want to do that. So when you, what you want to do is you want to soften it, put it in water for a little while, let it dry, let it soften. Then you could squeeze it down and it gets wider. Um, now, the Gemara says that taking using something else, the min and the chaitzitz, and this is the 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 same min. It's not a chaitzitz. That's considered touching. That's not a problem of touching. Your hand in the way, you're not part of. You're a little bit different min than the the 
than the item, but 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 putting the but using the, the these things are not considered a problem. So, regards to this Kabbalistic issue of everything touching, it's considered touching. Okay, it says in Allah that the stem should be preferably the stem should be red. Now, the, so if you get ones which are red, that's great. Even if they're not red, the, what it means is as they stay in the uh, they that this species tends to turn red as it stays by the by the river. It stays where it's growing over a period of time. The sun will turn make it turn red. This is the species which we use, and therefore it is considered the right species. So if it didn't turn red, it's not a problem. It is preferred, but it's not a ma'akev. Um, Hadassim have the same shear of three tavachim. Again, the shear is going to be 11, between like 11 and a half to 12 inches. Um, now, the Hadassim have this interesting halacha called mashulish. Uh, now, this is going to be even harder to see. I don't know whether you can see, really see too much over here. And I'm really not in the mood of opening them. Um, so mashulish means that the, the three leaves come out. You know, we'll open it up. Where's my scissors? Okay. You guys really rate because I'm being nice and I'm showing you taking my dasim out of their out of their package. So Mashulich means that the three leaves are, are growing together. Now, let's define growing together. What does it mean they're growing together? How much is called growing together? So the simple understanding of it means if you look at the leaf, you see really like three leaves basically around the same height, that's called growing together. The fact that the, that the spot in the, in the branch where they come out, one's a little higher, one's a little lower, is not really relevant. That's the, that's the standard assumption. There's a chazanish, which he seemed to indicate that he feels they have to come out um, he's quoted that he says that they have to come out in the same place from the their the roots where they come out of the, the, the that they come out of it should be the same place on on the on the hadas as well. So mashulish the halacha is preferably the you need the, the full shear of three tefachim to be mashulish. Means each one of these should be a set of set of three leaves. So if you have two higher and one lower, that's not a set of three leaves. That's that's called a dashoitzer. Preferably, you want a full shear to be mashulish, 12 inches. Mikradin roiv mashulish is also good enough. Now, not everybody agrees with that, that, that chazanish. Even the chazanish agreed if one is a little bit higher, one is a little bit lower, and theoretically, you would take a little string and you'd wrap it around, it would touch all three of those roots that they come out of. That's also called, that's also called mashulish. Um, there is a hitter. Um, to use hadasim, which have smaller leaves, like towards like one like over here towards the top, the the leaves are smaller, and therefore because they're smaller, it really covers the 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 wood. So the wood is sort of like all covered all the way down. Now over here, if you if you press them together, they're close enough one to the next that it basically would cover. But there's a, there's a mila if you can spend time getting them. So in Israel, America, they used to send them, sell them open. Lake, they, used to, they sell them, I don't know what they're doing this year because of COVID. In Israel, you could sit there, you can go through, the, I remember I was, when I was a young man, you'd go through a dasim, one after the other, and to find the one that you want. Now, now it's a company packaged um, in America for the most part. So unless you want to buy like 17, 17 sets, so you find that one which is exactly like that. It's not very common to get that. Um, but it is a, it's a hitter. It's a mahudur thing. It's not ma'akib and aloch at all. 
Now, if wherever the leaves, some of the leaves fall off, as long as wherever the leaves are still there, it's kosher. The Mishabur has a suffix um, that what'll be if in every one of the sets one leaf came off. So wherever my leaves are still there, but there's no Mishulish anymore. So he said, stay away from that. So you don't want that. Try and make sure your leaves stay on. Again, so you want, when you put the when you put the adasim in the, the holders, you want to put them in a way that they're not going to rip it out. Okay. The leaves turn black, kosher. Again, the psul is, the psul is if they become crumbly, which is, again, it's not going to happen a reemptive unless you decide to put them out as an offering to the, to the, to the sun, and the sun's going to burn them. Okay. Um, Niktam applies to the hadas, but very rare that it, ha- it should be relevant. Sometimes I mean the, the, la- the top piece is broken off. If you see that happening, you got a problem. But um, it, it, it doesn't apply to the leaf; it applies to the wood. So as long as the leaf is the leaves are still intact, I mean you know, you know the wood is still intact. So that's a very rare issue that you're going to be grappling with, with an issue of niktam. But again, you have to be careful; don't damage it in such a way that it's it's going to be an issue. Okay. Um, okay, I think I've covered everything that, everything that I wanted to cover. Uh, I did get a shiloh today. Somebody asked me about it. I don't, I don't know whether Yechiel is there or not. His, the esrig, the, the, the way it grows, this is where it's attached, this is the stem, which is, it's attaches to the tree. If that whole stem rips out, it's the case, it's actually more talks about the case. It's possible. It, 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 we, we assume that's called certain apostles. For Cholomoy, it'll be fine. First day, uh, problem. Second day, without a bracha. Um, there is an opinion which holds it's not considered a chaser. Um It all depends if how much ripped out. But uh, the, the, the example that he showed, sent to me, it ripped out enough that it was considered a chaser. Now, the luck is that the dalamin have to be taken direct kedula. So the lulav you know, grows upwards. That's great. Yerdasim, Yerobus. The esrig, we hold it this way. Uh, you go to an esrig tree, you will see the esrigim look like this. They're attached like this. So the, the, the subject is called derech kedula because when they first start growing, they actually grow facing upwards. As they get heavier and heavier and heavier, they start drooping till eventually they're hanging on their stem. But the derakadula is considered upwards. So if you hold your esrig like this, with the, st- the stem up and the, and the pit them down, you're not yet to the midst of, es- of esrig. You have to make sure that you hold the esrig in the right direction. That's the people, that which we use, we make the bracha when it's facing downwards. We're not yet to the mitzvah. Um, okay. Um, now, in regards to the, the, the few question regards to how, and I then I'm gonna have to run tomorrow. Um, regards to care of your 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 adasim your rabbis. Um your lula basically you want to keep it in a, in a, if you keep it in a cool dry place, it'll be fine the whole yomtiv. Your esrig keep it in a cool dry place, it'll be fine the whole yomtiv. Um The rabbis and the adasim you need they need to have some moisture. You have too much moisture and they start to turn black and they start to rot. You don't have enough moisture. It's uh, now there's a certain amount of natural moisture that they have. If you put them in a plastic, put it just cover them in a plastic, their chances are very good that they will stay fine, especially if you refrigerated, you refrigerated as well. You can add a little bit of liquid. Don't add too much. Now people that seem like you know, and this idea of sticking it into 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 water. Um, the bottom part will be will come waterlogged. If it sits for 24 hours into water, it might actually be a psul of kavush. 
So if you do that over Shabbos, before Shabbos till 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 till, 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 till you might have a problem. So don't do that. Um, now there is a, a question of of um, somebody asked a question about idea of using this idea of cutting something off in a case where it's discolored. Um, to to you took away the discoloration. So does it does it kasher? So we said we, it's a question. It's it's a mechayikas whether that kasher you can make it. The some ikar assumption of is once it's possible you can't make a kasher by cutting it off. Um, uh, I think that was the question which 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 had been raised. Um, and let me just go back over here to make sure I covered all my chats. Um, with the shape the, the shape cut detract from hutter. Um you, you mean hutter probably, you don't mean hutter. Um, so I imagine if you did it in a fancy type of thing, that, that would be playing around with it, I would not advise it. Okay, and then now there's a new message down at the bottom. Um, okay, okay, very good. Kerry Boisai, thank you for joining. Uh, as soon as I need to run tomorrow, and I guess if you have, have any questions, you can be in touch with me. 99% of you know my don't know how to reach me. Oh, and those of you who don't, please feel free to, to join. A good yamtiv, a good kvittel.